0: Hey guys, welcome to She The Podcast, where I share everything. Hey guys, (laughs) it's been a while since I've uploaded, or actually recorded, um, another podcast episode. I mean, the very first one that I just recently uploaded last week was just basically an introduction, and I hope you guys got to take your time and just listen to that one podcast, even though, I would say, um, even though, oh my god, can you hear the cats fighting in the background? Uh, this is a mess, I'm so sorry, apologies for that. Um, but no, I don't have any cats and, or pets actually, I don't have any pets at all, because, my mom is actually allergic to fur, like anything with fur in it. So you can imagine having a, a furry animal running around the house, just very bad for allergies. So yeah, and I'm not getting a fish because why would I do that? You know, no offense to the people who actually loves fish, but no, it's not for me. But yeah, anyways, regarding my first episode, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say about that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so to be fair, I recorded this at like early of May when I like when I just got the mic. So it's like I was pretty excited and I wanted to sound like one of those pro podcasters, you know? So yeah, that's like my greatest excuse on why I sounded like a pick me girl there. I'm so sorry. I, I hope everyone did take their time to listen to the first episode because, you know, it's pretty important to know what this is all about, I guess. At the same time, it's also kind of useless, because some people don't really, like, listen to it. I don't blame you if you do that. I mean, it's great for me, because I... Oh, my God. I literally cringe when I listen to the podcast, so I try to avoid that. Yeah. So, basically, all I would just want to say is just that I think I just got to get used to this whole podcasting thing, because it's, like, I... I keep imagining myself with a mic and it's true because there's like a literal mic in front of me. So it's hard to not bring out a certain persona, you know, to please everyone. It's hard to, you know, try not to make your, your voice sound a little bit like yourself. Because for me, at least, I think of my voice, it's like, I don't think my voice sounds bad. But it just, it just sounds a little off. It sounds like it's pretty deep pretty loud, a mixture of both, and then, like, pretty squeaky at some point, like, I don't know, like, what I'm doing right now, (laughs) like, I don't know, it just sounds really weird, but it's my voice, and, you know, I think I just gotta get used to it, like, I don't need to be, like, a certain person in front of people just because there's a mic in front of me, like, I should just be myself, and, yeah, and especially if I'm gonna do this for a really long time, I should be comfortable in what I'm doing, because I can't just, like, fake my voice every single day, just, for a podcast like that's just that's just stupid like why would i do that that's not the whole point of it you know so yeah i should remember that this is my podcast and i could do things the way i want to do things as long as it's comfortable then that should be okay anyways for today's episode we're going to be talking about wait let me pull up my notes just so that i could steer myself to where i want to go Oh, also one thing that I actually kind of hated about, not really hate, I just really disliked it from my first episode was just that I am a perfectionist, like as a person I am a perfectionist and I really want everything to just go with the flow and be perfect, but I just feel like it was so unnatural, like I, I feel like my very first episode was just like, there was no... There's no space in between what I want to say. And like in reality, when I talk to people, there's always like this awkward silence. Like that, like that, (laughs) like what I'm doing right now, basically. But yeah, I just decided to like cut that out or like shorten it a little bit. So it looks like I'm a professional, even though like the professional quote unquote professional podcasters, the most experienced podcasters don't even edit as much as i do in wanting to be perfect just for other people and yeah i guess i really should work on that you know there are just some things that probably we wish we would change and i think that's one thing that i would change probably you know how i edit you know because it's just it's a free spirited podcast and i shouldn't be worrying about you know oh there's awkward silence what's gonna happen even though it's just for two seconds so yeah yeah so yeah I'm probably not gonna edit as much as I did before because like ugh, that was tiring and I that took like a whole month plus school so it's like pretty hectic and I don't want to go through any of that either so I'm just gonna go with the flow this is what it is I'm just trying to be authentic and I just hope people could get the message from each and every of my episode so yeah anyways um enough about my first episode i think i've apologized way too much even though it's not that big of a deal but anyways for my second episode in today's episode we're going to be talking about a little bit about myself no i lied everything's gonna be about myself in this episode Wow, that is such a Leo thing to do. And no, I am not one of those like horoscope girls whatever, but that is very self-centered. But anyways, I just want to share my favorites or share um, myself a little bit, like get to know me and my hobbies or stories about my childhood and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's get to it. Um, as you all know or not, that's okay. My name's Agnes. I am still 16, yes, I got that correct. I am 16, not 17. I will be 17 in 2 months. Pretty long. That's okay. I'm kinda scared growing up, but anyways. My horoscope is a Leo. I was born on August 23rd, 2004. haha <sniffs> Gen Z, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a Gen Z, sadly. Just kidding. but. Yeah, i'm actually on the verge of like becoming a virgo because well technically i could be considered a virgo oh i'm i'm not a pro in this i don't i don't even know but basically they say that the range of a leo is like july 23rd to august 22nd which is like why not just make it august 23rd so it's like a whole month i don't know i don't make up the rules but yeah i'm apparently a virgo, but I don't really act like a virgo, so I've always just been considered a leo because I just act like a leo Which you could probably tell or maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) You be the judge. I don't know (laughs) but yeah, I'm a leo and That's my horoscope if anyone is wondering and I don't know my big threes. I know people have these like big threes like rising low-rise, low-rising, this is not jeans, I I don't know, I don't know, like, something like that, I don't know my big three, but anyways, um, my MBTI, my MBTI, if anyone doesn't know, the Myers-Briggs personality test, it is basically, um, a test where you could, you know, search what your personality is, it's a little different from, like, thinking style, I guess, but we'll get into that, so my MBTI is basically an ENFJ, E stands for extrovert, and it's kind of funny because whenever people see me for the very first time, their first impression is just like, I'm like really quiet and really intimidating, I don't know if you guys feel that way, I'm sorry, (laughs) I think it's it's, it's just definitely my RBF and I just don't talk to, well I mean who well, I don't talk to strangers. I'm just that type of person where you strike up a conversation to me, I don't stop for the next four hours. I mean, how else would I be able to make this podcast if I'm not like a really talkative person? (laughs) But yeah, basically, I'm an extrovert. But an extrovert doesn't actually mean that I like to talk a lot. It just means that having people around really comforts me, really boosts up my energy. Anyways, um, E stands for extrovert. I think N... Stands for intuition T st- oh gosh, I don't remember what it all stands for. Let me just go search it up a little just for a bit So I've searched it up and ENFJ stands for extroversion, intuition, feeling, and judgment. Let me just read what it says on the Myers-Briggs test. ENFJ personality types are often described as warm outgoing, loyal, and sensitive. of all the personality types, the enfj is often perceived as being the strongest people person wow, okay. they are capable of forging friendships with all personality types, even with more introverted or reticent individuals. so basically i'm just a people person and i guess that's kind of true. and i guess i would tell you guys what my temperament style is. Maybe, which is kind of unique. I feel like not a lot of people actually talk about temperament styles. So the temperament styles are basically like, um, it just shows like personality types. Oh, <laughs> wait, can ada yang jualan. <laughs> ada yang jualan di luar, please. Is he gone? I don't know if it picks up on the mic, but there's someone selling something and I don't know what he's selling okay anyways (laughs) this is what I have to deal with in my zoom classes like (laughs) is it gone? Okay, I think he's like almost gone. I oh, do. this is all I have to deal with for my Zoom classes. Like, whenever a teacher asks me like, Agnes, do you know the answer to this question? And then like some tukang somai just like passes by and I'd be like typing in the chat like, sorry, boo, there's an airplane, give me a minute. Like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But yeah, it's, I just, oh my gosh, it's just something I have to deal with in and cor- like home learning. So yeah, that's okay. It's kind of fun though. Um, But anyways, going back to my point, um, temperament styles, there are four types of temperament styles. They're just basically like personality types and stuff. And my personality type is a sanguine. A sanguine personality type is described primarily as being highly talkative, enthusiastic, active, and social. (laughs) Sanguines tend to be more extroverted and enjoy being part of a crowd. They find that being social, outgoing, and charismatic is easy to accomplish wow really says a lot about me but yeah (laughs) that is my personality type i'm a sanguine and so and i guess another thing that you should know is the thinking style test that i talked about earlier um which is basically just a test that you take in order to you know see how you think in certain situations and how you solve problems or make decisions and stuff and so my thinking style um, and I've took this test like four times and I've always gotten a concrete random. I've I've gotten like an abstract random like once, but then like the rest was just... Okay, there was also this one time I got a concrete sequential once. But I feel like that was just rigged. Like, ugh, no way. There's no way I'm a concrete sequential. Because if I'm a concrete sequential, I'll be like... On top of the class and everything, and mm, nah, nah, I, I don't know. It actually doesn't guarantee that you would be on top of the class, but, aku lagi tuh guys. Kenapa? Boleh. My maid just walked in my room. Anyways, yeah, that's my thinking style—a concrete random. So it's like basically. I'm a concrete person that but I tend to have like I tend to be like really random at some points where I just get distracted or just have really bad time management and that's really really accurate about myself. So, yeah, I'm definitely a concrete random and I mean, I could be a concrete sequential, but I feel like I'm not using that privilege as much as other people Are you know so I'm mostly a concrete random and maybe I could get a little bit about my background as a person especially growing up an only child so growing up an only child people usually stereotype them or assume that they're really quiet or they're really spoiled as a person well I guess that doesn't really apply to me because I wasn't like a spoiled kid growing up I mean my parents worked really hard for their jobs both of them actually work I know some Um, moms, are stay-at-home moms, which is great and My mom just had to do Both of that like being a stay-at-home mom, you know taking care of the house because we couldn't afford Getting a maid and my dad had to work and my mom also had to work. So both of my parents worked and my mom had basically Had to do like two jobs of working and coming home being a housewife. We pretty much were just economically unstable, you know, and so I guess getting things like even small things like toys or even food was just really hard. So, I grew up not being spoiled because I how how could I be spoiled? I I didn't even have like money to begin with to just have like my daily necessities. But yeah, maybe in some cases it could happen to most only childs. But like, I think it all depends on the situation that the family is going through personally. So yeah, I don't. I wasn't that spoiled kid, but I was that really quiet, like, mysterious kid at the back of the class. Like, that was me growing up. And so going back to growing up an only child, I built up some hobbies because my childhood was just, like, built up, like, alone. And so most of the times when I'm alone, I build up these, like, interests and hobbies to keep me company. So, yeah, when I was younger, I drew a lot, colored a lot. And I started painting, actually, when I was in elementary school. Like, actually painted, like, things in canvases. And there's this one time where my parents were like, hey, why don't we enroll her to, like, some art school, you know? So we could boost her talent even more, things like that. And so they did. They um, enrolled me to global art. If anyone took, like, a coloring lesson, drawing lesson in global art, I've always been in global art. Um, yeah, I, I... Was just there you know as like a four or five year old taking lessons on how to like do gradation and shading and things like that and then global art would like give me recommendations to like go to competitions i remember my very first coloring competition i won a trophy and th- and mind you that's not like a winning trophy and it was like a participation trophy it's it's so cute it's literally so tiny it's like as tall as like a, like a bottle of sauce like it was, it was just okay tinier than that actually it, it was just cute. It was just really cute. And I remember I was, you know, I was about to be really bummed out because I didn't win. But then um, the juries were like, everyone, come up to stage. Everyone gets a trophy. And I was, I was just motivated. And so ever since that day, I started coloring even more and practicing even more. And so I um, participated in other competitions. And okay, it was actually getting a little frustrating for me because... My parents would expect a lot, actually, from that, surprisingly, because I thought it was just like a hobby at first, but then my dad would really push me to win all the time, and that kind of sucks because it kind of derives the whole point. But yeah, I did coloring competitions for a while. And also, um, I had like several ambitions that I wanted to be when I grew up, and one of them was to be a singer. And that was because um, at that time, my parents were just not only my parents, I feel like everyone in Indonesia was just fangirling over like Anggun or Agnes Monica or Cinta Laura. Like, I feel like those just like the three top prestigious artists or... I don't know. I don't know. I was really young at that time, but i just remember all my family members just talking about agnes monica because i have the same name as her so yeah i i wanted to be a singer like agnes mo so i started singing when i was younger and i made my own song i remember i remember i was kindergarten and i made my own song and i would come up to my parents and be like mom dad i i made a song today at kindergarten and they'll be like okay what's your song and so i made this song called blepotan (laughs) <laughs> which which literally just means eating messily, like, what, what do you call it? I don't know, you know what it means, you know, it. yeah, you guys are all Indonesians, hopefully, right? so, basically, all I remember was just the chorus, and it was just like, makan makan kue, blepotan like, that was, that was the chorus, that was the chorus, and that's all I remembered from it, like, just that part, and I had like a dance move with it too. Like, I, I don't know, but my parents would like record me and I don't think I have the recording anymore, but yeah, it was just fun. Oh, I also made another song. I remember I made another song. It's called B Bee C's Bees. B.C.'s Bee Bees. And that was my first English song. So it, it goes like, I okay, I don't really remember how it goes that well, like the full-on lyrics and everything, but basically it just goes like, bcb's, bcb's, 11 bs up in a tree! bcb's, bcb's, na 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 na, na 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 na! bcb's, bcb's, 11 bs up in a tree! like, (laughs) that's just how it goes, it just goes on and on like that, i I don't remember like, the bridge or that- i don't know, i don't know, i just remember like the chorus and that's it. i have like a lot of hobbies. um oh 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 another thing that i actually picked up on was instruments. when i was younger, i wanted to play the violin. that was literally the first instrument that i loved. when i was in fourth grade, there was this like flyer to apply for like a lesson from this music lesson that was close to our school and they wanted to like offer like a teaching session with like the teachers and they would like teach at like four to six and so one of the musical instruments that they're offering was violin so they have like guitar violin and piano and when I first saw that flyer I was like I really wanted to do the p- um, violin because it was I don't know I think it's so cool like I feel like people play the piano a lot of times like everyone could play the piano everyone could play the guitar so I want to play the violin I feel like it was it's just really unique so I remember I applied along with my friends um, Nikita, Reshma, Songhun was there. Or my Korean friend, um, Songhun. Reshma was my Indian friend. And Val was there. Valerie, my best friend, was there too. And it was just like always the four of us. Like five of us, plus me. Uh, it was like the five of us. And I think Christy, my friend, also joined at some point. But like, we were just there at the very start of it. And so, yeah, we played a lot of songs. And basically, I... I picked up other hobbies, such as playing the violin and the guitar. Eventually, I also signed up for guitar lessons, because I just wanted to. I remember I was actually going really well with these instruments, like the violin and the guitar, and I was actually performing at concerts with my- no, no not like an actual concerts, but I actually performed in malls. Like, I think I performed twice for my violin and once for my guitar. That wasn't that much. But then at that time, um, there wasn't a lot of malls near my area. And the only malls that we could actually apply to was the ones near our area because um, that music school was based off in that particular area. And so we didn't really go and branch out to like Jakarta or something. We were still at like Cibubur where I live, you know? Yeah, and I guess that was it. I had to do like... and and like other things and so I didn't have time to you know go to my lessons and so I think I think I eventually stopped but those are some of the hobbies that I picked up when I was younger and I think till this very moment that's probably why I still can't do piano until this very day because I was just so used to playing string instruments like plucking and things like that so having the piano like I feel like Val ever taught me how to play the piano and I wouldn't even get it like it was just- I don't know I I just can't do it I don't know. I feel like if I put my mind to it obviously I could but I'm also more interested in like string instruments just because I learned based off the violin and the guitar. those are some of the hobbies that I picked up on and so my hobbies now. growing up I have other hobbies obviously I just grew up in sports- oh when I was younger this actually kind of brings up another topic though but okay anyways i'll just mention my hobbies now and then we could go off like another topic about like things i wanted to be like my dream jobs or dream occupations things like that basically my hobbies now would be dancing obviously i love dancing i feel like we're gonna dig deeper onto my dancing hobby um in another episode i reserved like a whole episode specifically for dancing. So we're definitely going to get into that. But yeah, dancing is my new hobby. And another hobby I'm trying to pick up on is podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. I feel like it's fun because you're sharing, you're letting your thoughts out, you're having fun. And yeah. So I want to talk about um, my ambitions as a kid. When I was younger, I Wanted to be a lot of things, and I mean a lot of things, and it just switches up over and over again until today, actually. That's probably why I'm kind of hesitant about my passion and things like that, because I just always switch things. And this is funny, because if you guys remember my MBTI, I was an ENFJ. Well, surprisingly, I wasn't always an e- ENFJ, and I know this because I actually recorded my MBTIs throughout the years. So, I went from being an ESFJ to an ENFP, to an ESTP, and then during quarantine until today, at 2021, I am an ENFJ, and it's been constant ever since. And so because of this, it kind of sums up why I wanted to be different types of occupations in the future, because I just have different interests because of my personality change. And so basically, when I was younger, (laughs) I wanted to be a singer, as I mentioned earlier but not just any type of singer, like i wanted to be like a pop singer at first when i was in kindergarten but then, once i grew up (sighs) i wanted to be (sighs) an opera singer a damn opera singer it's just so embarrassing because my friends that i'm still friends with till this day they were there ever since i grew up right like ever since i was like fourth grade where i really wanted to be like an opera singer and so i don't know what my parents were thinking but who would give a fourth grader an ipad where i could literally embarrass myself in front of the whole world and so i did and so i freaking did and i trained i literally trained to be an opera singer like just by myself And then i remember making a facebook page to post all my quote-unquote accomplishments Eh. you guys don't understand my friends understand they were embarrassed for me I I was so confident like I was literally such a confident kid I would I would I would just post it and then people would comment there were some people were like your voice is really good and I and sometimes they're being sarcastic and I didn't even know that and so I took those as like a compliment and so I told them I'm applying for Indonesian Idol I can't believe I said that. I said that in the comments. Dude, I literally was like, like I was like, "Oh, thank you so much. I'm applying for Indonesian Idol, so you could see me later at Indonesian Idol." And no, I did not. I did not apply for Indonesian Idol because surely but surely I finally understood the embarrassment beforehand and I was so grateful that I did because I I can't sing. I i physically can't sing like i know right i know like right now i'm in like a like a praise and worship group but that's only for the sake of me like doing praise and worship like it's not like i'm doing like a professional singing career like i'm never gonna make a career out of my singing no please no (laughs) no please no like everyone was literally talking behind my back and literally making fun of me and i was just there walking around school so confident i was like my voice is so good i should really go to indonesian idol like mom dad where were you to like tell me that i wasn't a good singer like why no i feel like my friends are laughing right now listening to this just the embarrassment just doesn't compare oh my goodness imagine like a I can't, I don't even want to imagine it. You know, who cares, we're moving topics. Anyways, oh my God. I also wanted to be a zookeeper for crying out loud. When I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a zookeeper until then I realized I couldn't take care of pets. Why? Because I had a pet fish and this one time I was cleaning its bowl and it decided to jump and suicide. And so it just died on my sink, just like that. Like I, I didn't even try to kill the fish. Like I, it just, it just died like it literally, literally just died, like i didn't even- i didn't have to do anything like imagine me as a zookeeper and literally every single animal go extinct literally because they just want to suicide, like bruh no, nuh no so i can't be a zookeeper. also this one time, it's so stupid, i was like in second grade and i got like a pet rabbit and so i got like two bunnies and i named them lolly and pop, literally so freaking stupid i don't know what i was thinking, lolly and freaking pop, Lolly Pop. yep yeah okay roast me later but anyways lolly and pop were in the same cage and we couldn't afford like a bunny cage so I literally (laughs) I stole a freaking cat cage like my neighbor had like a cat that went missing and I stole their cage I stole their cage and I put the bunnies there and made it like a little home and then this one time lolly died sadly rest in peace and then pop died afterwards. And why, you may ask? Lolly died, I don't know why. Pop died, because it was too cold. I literally put the bunny cage outside in my front yard. Literally just there. I don't know why I didn't just release the rabbits into my front yard. I put it in a cat cage out there, just in my front yard. And then it was so cold in the morning and I remember I would have to go to school at 5 because I lived sort of far away from my school. And guess what I did? Me! Being a second grader, thinking that I was so smart and I could solve the problem, I took a piece of tile. Like, you know a floor tile? Yeah, I took a piece of tile. I literally told my dad to cut it in like a small square so then I could put it in the cage where my bunny sleeps. I put it in there and it died. Well obviously it's way too cold and me standing there, I thought I was so smart and so it died. And so ever since that day, I just never touched like a pet like i could i could never like i'm not a i'm not a pet person i'm sorry it would just die the next second so i could never be a zookeeper for that so i dropped that career whatever in primary in primary i remember i wanted to be a runner and yeah i think i would love to work in a sports industry until this day a runner a soccer player Ba- basketball player i suck at basketball but i mean everyone could do anything if they put their minds to it so i think it wouldn't be hard to try but yeah i used to want it to be a runner because I, I was actually my friends could back me up on this i was a really fast runner i know i know myself i was a really fast runner there's just one time where we had to run laps we had to run laps for like this pe project or something oh my goodness i love that and i know everyone in our class hated that but i really just wanted to beat the boys okay here's me being cocky, but basically we have to run in laps basically around the soccer field like several times in a span of like one minute and then two minutes, three minutes and each week we will go up until 10 minutes and it's all graded based on how many laps you did and that really sucks because not everyone likes running not everyone has the physique to run that much and especially our PE starts at like 12 to like 1 or 2 p.m. and that just really sucks because it's so hot outside It honestly doesn't matter if you run or or walk, it's just how many laps you could achieve in that particular amount of time. And so basically, I just wanted to beat the boys. Like, that's just all I wanted to do. Like, beat the boys, beat the boys. And people would have their own strategies. Like, I remember Christy. Christy will come to school with like black coffee and she would like drink it at break time or something. So then during PE time, she would be really energized because the sugar is kicking in and she wouldn't eat anything. So then it wouldn't be heavy on her stomach. And I feel like That was a great strategy and other people had like several other strategies like walking first for the first 10 rounds and then running it through you know people just have different strategies but mine was just literally run no matter what run and if your stomach starts to like hurt or something literally just press on like your appendix or something just like press on your stomach and look up and then started breathing and my strategy is literally not to walk it's literally deadly but i would be fastest and most laps for the girls but my aim was to beat the boys so technically i didn't really beat my point but i would say i have a pretty good physique, and my pe score was literally just a plus like oh my gosh i'm so freaking cocky but the point is i just really love running i also wanted to be a car manufacturer mm-hmm. a car manufacturer at like elementary school i remember my dad bought like a nissan for our family, we we're like a family of three so we didn't need like a really big car anyways plus it's so expensive, like why would we do that either? like we're trying to save up here you know I remember being so attached to Nissan just because like I have a Nissan car so then I decided to create or like contribute to like the Nissan industry by like being the youngest person to design a car for nissan and i remember when i was younger i designed a car i literally designed family suv and a race car like those were the two that i wanted to propose to nissan like i, I even remember i remember what it's called so the suv was called matrix the matrix like that's what it's called and the race car was actually called turbo expander that was kind of ugly but what do you expect? I was like around eight or nine at that time, I didn't even know. Yeah, and I wanted to propose it to Nissan, like literally emailed it, like can you freaking imagine if I actually mailed the pictures to freaking Nissan? And my parents were just there like laughing, they're like, oh that's so creative. And um, at this very moment, we never mailed it. I, I thank God for my parents because <laughs> that would be so embarrassing, but they ended up just filing up the picture so I could see it when I get older and I still see my drawings until today. And then I also wanted to be- oh, 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 this is my, sort of my turning point. I have, like, a love-hate relationship with this occupation. I wanted to be a fashion designer slash model. I don't know, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, even though I was pretty much really tomboy and boyish, I was also pretty girly because I love the fashion industry. Like, when I was younger, I would, like, dress up and, like, I would I, I would actually never do makeup, but like style my hair or like dress up with like clothes or put on my mom's shoes and a handbag and things like that. I just really loved the fashion industry and I wanted to be a model or a fashion designer mostly a model. so my parents came across this competition called miss kidzania. it's basically like a beauty pageant for 7 to 12 year olds. i was the second youngest there. i was an 8 year old. there was a 7 year old who literally did better than me. but anyways, basically, um, it's just like a miss universe type of thing. that's why it's called miss kidzania. but it's like for kids, right? so obviously, um, the competition took place in kidzania. oh yeah, before i get into the competition, i just... I wanted to say it was my biggest accomplishment to meet my idol, Lenny Agustin. She's like one of the best fashion designers in Indonesia and I'm so glad that she was my judge. But anyways, I made friends with this girl called Janice. I don't know if Janice still remembers me, especially after, you know, getting all the social media platforms off. But we were in the bus ride together and we became friends throughout the entire competition. Yeah, obviously all the other girls are like obviously our competitors, right? but it was always so fun because sometimes we would like help each other out like if we see our competitors that are literally much older than the both of us, she's nine by the way, I was eight and we would like help each other and she would be like, oh you should do this on your dance move later on, I'm gonna do Wonder Girls and then I'll be like, oh really? what song? and she'll be like, nobody nobody but you! and then I would be like, "Oh, that's so cool. I think I'm going to do I'm going to I think I'm going to do this dance from like a Beyoncé's formation." It's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And then yeah, we would just like, you know, be friends and stuff and we'll make our own dance moves and stuff like that. But as the composition goes on, there would be like certain things that these girls must have to do, like we as girls, we should be able to ace our catwalks, our dances, And our question and answers, like, that's what we were judged based on. And at that time, I wasn't a dancer yet. So, um, it was so embarrassing because I literally could not dance. And it was just so bad because I was offbeat and everything. It was just horrible. And it got even worse because I had to do a catwalk and they got the wrong shoe size for me like on the day of the competition, on the day of the performance because we we had like a training session first before the performance and on the day of the performance they got me the wrong shoes like my shoes was supposed to be white and it looks cute and stuff, it was a flat shoe but instead I got a red shoe with like a, like a really sharp tip on it. Like it looks like a high heels without the heels. It looks really bad and it didn't match my outfit because my outfit was literally a dark blue dress with like a little turtleneck on it and like short sleeves. And it was just really bad. And so I had to do this catwalk with like my really overgrown shoes. Like the shoes didn't even fit me. And so guess what they did to my shoes? They literally tied my shoes with like, like this white really strong rubber band, like just strap it on my shoe for me to walk, and I literally look like a duck! I look like a duck walking on stage! And it was just- it was just so awful. Like, I have a whole video of it, but that doesn't even beat this, like, oh my gosh. Let me just tell you guys how embarrassing it is. So basically, after the catwalk, we had a question and answer session. And I, I remember asking Janice, like, hey, hey are you going to answer uh, with English? And she's like, oh, no, I'm going to answer with Mandarin so I get more points. And I was like, shoot, that's like pretty smart. I didn't do that. And I didn't answer with Mandarin. I answered with English. And so I was number six and Janice was number seven. I went in first, obviously. I went in. And literally the questions are like like what's what you're na- oh it wasn't a question and answer sorry it was more of like us introducing ourselves to the judges you know like basically just like a simple introduction so what you have to do is like you have to stand in the middle of the stage grab a mic say your name your age the school that you go to and the reason why you want to be in miss kidzanya and literally everyone and i mean everyone even the seven-year-old had normal answers even the part where they ask why you want to be in Miss Kizania? all the people would like answer, oh, because we want to donate the money to charity, or is for my education, or at least something reasonable that could like benefit the world, or at least yourself, you know, in a way, and me being a really pure eight year old, I went up and I remember my parents would be like, you know what? You should just say whatever you wanted to say. Like, just be truthful to the judges. Like, I'm pretty sure they would love anything that you answer. And I feel like my parents don't even know me as a kid. Like, I I am not one of those kids who would just like say, oh, I want to do this to impact the world in some way. No, mm -mm, no. I went out there, grabbed the mic and I was like, with my squeaky voice, hi. My name's Agnes. Um, I'm eight years old. I go to Springfield International School. And the reason why I wanted to join Miss Kizania is. Drum roll, everybody. I want to be popular. I. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just so confident. I literally just said that in front of a huge crowd. And I just went back, shamelessly, just went, just went back. And then and then afterwards, Genesis, um, you know, question and answer with her Chinese words. And I was just there. I want to be popular. That's literally my reason. Straight up, I want to be popular. What are you going to do with it? Like, dude. Like, I know that is my intention as a child, but it's like, oh my gosh. I, I was just super pure. I, I didn't understand. And I have a clip of that, by the way. So that was really embarrassing. But anyways, I yeah i've always wanted to be well popular that's why i wanted to be a singer i wanted to be something i want to be something that people recognize everyone should recognize me like that that was just me you know and i think i've grown out of that like i don't think that really matters as much as long as the cause that i do is good enough for everyone else and not just myself but when i was younger i just loved being the center of attention like popularity everything I mean, I wouldn't lie, I mean that would be nice too, if you may ask like today, but um, you know, I have boundaries and fame is not everything, so... Yeah, I had a lot of ambitions and growing up again in high school, I still wanted to be a model, but I also considered being a teacher actually. Like now I feel like I'm more of, I don't know, wanting to serve the needy or wanting to serve the less fortunate. And being a teacher and teaching English or teaching other subjects could really help, you know, the people especially with the educational system in indonesia and some other countries that are um, in rural areas and i feel like that could be beneficial that's why i considered being a teacher as i went to high school and i remember at high school um, when i entered Espeha, my parents were like well my mom specifically was like you know remember when I really supported your modeling quote-unquote career when you were younger? oh, by the way, I didn't only did Miss Kidzani I, I also applied for Sampool, which I didn't make it in I remember I didn't make it in oh, I joined girls I joined this thing called girls it's basically a magazine girls magazine, that's what it's called literally girls and I remember I almost made it to one of the covers but I didn't, sadly but what I did do is um, I joined these model hunts it's it's like a it's like a model hunting competition and I I think I went in just to semifinals finals again for both of the competitions. I just never win at modeling. I really don't. I don't know if it's my height or my answers. I don't even know. But but yeah, I just really wanted to be a model and I, I was so driven, but as I got into high school my parents didn't think it was a career. So they didn't want to make it an option and so they told me to drop the modeling, you know, and that kind of sucks because i just thought they were rooting for me when i was like younger. you know, they supported me and put me in all those competitions, but i guess that was just for experience for my public speaking or i i don't know, but i mean i would agree with them. it's some aspect, i feel like it's safer to have like a a job that's just more, i don't know, um, safer? fulfilling? i I don't know, but i just considered on being like a teacher in like a rural area because of my mom telling me to get like an actual quote-unquote job, even though modeling and fashion designing is a job, but we'll get into that because um, Growing up Asian is kind of different. You know, our parents have certain standards that we have to meet And so after thinking of being like a teacher, which I still think I kind of want to be like an English teacher or something like that I also want to work in the World Health Organization or UNICEF because I am so intrigued in what Mother Teresa did as a person or Audrey Hepburn as a person and I know Audrey Hepburn is well known to be like this pretty beautiful gorgeous actress that just all she does is just be pretty like she's just known for her beauty but she is way more than that like she's so caring and she's my role model because she just helps everyone in need and despite their race, their background, their ethnicity, everything, she just helps them for them. and i want to be that type of person who contributes in that type of aspect where um, people could benefit from something that i do. and yeah, and that's why i want to work in the area of like public health. like that would- that's something that i'll be taking in my major, which would be public health slash community health, because i would be working with like- depends on what department, but it could be certain stuff. public health is pretty much hard to explain. I don't know if you guys would want to listen to it. I mean, if you do, I could make an episode about it. But for now, I'll just say that um, I want to work in the malnutrition department where I help people who are malnourished. And yes, I don't have that great of an eating habit, which I myself is learning on having a balanced diet and things like that, because I couldn't possibly be helping other people in need of like good nutrition when I myself am not getting that nutrition. So it's best to just educate myself at the same time while working on myself. And I think I'm doing pretty well because every time I'm eating, I have at least like protein, the carbohydrates, and vegetables, and I also, and also the fruits, obviously after I eat that one meal, I would eat like at least three meals nowadays. Usually I would only eat two or even one, but now I'm eating three times a day. Which is good, which normally, as a normal person, you should be eating at least five times a day, well, like including snacking and things like that. But I'm working on myself and I'm hoping to be a part of a great change in the future where I could help other people, especially, you know, my country who really needs good education if I end up being a teacher and also good nutrition. Yeah. So with that being said, I also have a club. <laughs> um, I have a non-governmental organization, an NGO, that maybe you guys could consider applying. It's called Manabung Nutrisi. We just basically um, help people who are malnourished around Indonesia. And if you guys want to apply, <laughs> this is like a self-plug, but yeah that would be really helpful because we need like more changers, world changers in this community that could help you know change the world and stuff and so yeah that'd be great. and so to close up on our podcast today because i feel like we've covered everything, you've all gotten to know me, my hobbies, um, my childhood growing up, some funny stories, I guess, about me growing up and my career choices, and so I hope you guys made it this far, and if you did, congrats and thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you all next time, and no, I will not blow kisses like my previous episode, but yes. I'll see you guys next time, and I want to thank you so much for making it to this far. Bye!